What's going on? My name is Eric Allen. I'm the owner of ericallenmedia.com. I'm an entrepreneur, podcaster, laser engraver, speaker, uh, coach, you name it. In regards to content creation, I can help you out there. And I'm just so honored to be on the Relationship and Revenue podcast here with John Healan. This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue podcast. This is your host, John Hewlin. Again, so thrilled you decided to spend a little bit of your hard-earned time with me today. And as you heard from that fantastic introduction, we have Eric Allen with us today. Eric, how are you, my friend? I'm doing amazing, man. Thank you so much for having me on the show, man. Truly an honor. You bet. You bet. So glad that you decided to be with us today. Folks, you heard Eric describe himself a little bit to you. But for those of you who don't know who Eric is, Eric is the owner of Eric Allen Media. Uh, He's got a fantastic podcast, appropriately named The Eric Allen Show which I highly recommend checking out. He is the owner of EA Custom Wood. He does this really cool engraving on wood. I think he can also do it on leather and stuff. So it's he'll talk more about that in a minute. He's a coach, speaker, entrepreneur. But as you all know, he holds two other titles that I think he holds most dear, and that is husband and dad. Absolutely. Yeah, my, my favorite two titles for sure. <laughs> I dig it, man. I dig it. So... Eric, we know a little bit about you. We kind of scratched the surface, but we don't really know you. So help us know you better. Let's go back a little bit in your story. Tell us more about Eric and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I think if we if we go back, I grew up in eastern Washington, uh, down in a place called Tri Cities, and you know, I typical household is what I thought. You know, went to Sunday school, we played little league. My best friend, Dave, and I would get literally tossed in dumpsters behind big stores by my dad on Saturday mornings and say, go find treasure. That was like a typical thing for us, you know? Uh, it, it was, in fact, I was talking with my daughter this morning. She said, what did you find? I'm like, I don't know. It was just fun to go in dumpsters and go mm-hmm. try to find things. So that was a, a typical morning or Saturday morning for us. And then my parents got divorced when I was 11 years old. I'd never heard that word before. I didn't know anyone who had gotten divorced before. And it was a shock to my system for sure. It, what ended up happening is my mom got together with a guy who was very physically abusive almost since day one that I remember. Mm-hmm. And he would come home and uh, to our house. And I remember there was times where they would just get in all out fights. And I'd be standing outside of the house looking through their bedroom window and he'd be hitting her with a cordless phone, you know, back when those were around. And I, I'd call the police and the police would show up and they would, you know, talk to him. My mom would never press charges. And then it would just happen again. And then they did the smart thing and they got pregnant. And then in the middle of my eighth grade year, they decided to move us from Washington state to Stevensville, Montana, population 1200 people. And I love the city. We were right there, the Bitterroot Valley, Bitterroot River, beautiful place. They rented this house on five acres and the house had three bedrooms. It was one for them, one for my brother, who's like a couple months old at the time. And then one for my sister, who's uh, four years younger than me. They said, Eric, you don't live in the garage. So I literally had this plastic tarp at the end of my bed that separated the truck that pulled in. And I had a fireplace on my half of the garage that kept me semi-warm during those winters of Montana. But that was where I lived uh, for my eighth grade year, for the remainder of my eighth grade year, and then all of my freshman year. And what ended up happening was that physical abuse, it continued. 
And even worse there because it took forever for the cops to get to where we live. And I remember there was a moment when I was 13 years old to brush my teeth. They came home arguing one night. wasn't different than any other night. But as I was brushing my teeth, I felt God saying that moment, man, you got to turn around. You got to see what's going on. So the way the house was set up was behind me was the kitchen to the pantry to the garage where I stayed. And as I turned around, I saw him on top of my mom in the pantry. One shot after the other, just boom, boom, boom. I'm like, man, I got to get this guy off. And so I walked up behind him. I grabbed a cast iron pan and I swung as hard as I could. And I split the back of his head open. Wow. And he turned around and he said, what then? As he said that, I took another swing and I split his forehead open. And it was in that moment when I did that, I'd fallen over. He stood up over me, he's bleeding down his face. He starts to yell. My mom jumps up, lands like six punches in a row, blood splatting on the wall. Cops show up, take him to jail. My mom doesn't press charges. The next day I got kicked out of the house. I had three months left of my freshman year of high school. And... Um, ended up living on the floor of my buddy Forrest at his house. And, uh, you know, we would steal cigarettes from his dad and we'd walk to school and we'd, you know, be the tough guys smoking cigarettes, walking into freshman year of high school, you know, and that set me on this path of destruction for the next 10 years where I would end up getting kicked out of my dad's house when I was 18. I was in jail at 18 and between the ages of 18 and 21, I moved 21 times and, uh, had no idea how to use money. So by the time I was 21, I was $28,000 in debt. And lived up in Seattle, living a rock star lifestyle without being a rock star. I ended up at, with a job in the music business and uh, got laid off after one year. And I was super depressed working at Starbucks one night. And this beautiful girl walked in and said, hey, would you like to go to this church event we got down here? It's for college aged kids. And I was, I was depressed. I had no friends and she was good looking. And, you know, I was like, yeah, <laughs> what, what time do I need to be there? Right. <laughs> right. So got down there and I ended up knowing all these guys from the other side of the state that I grew up with. They're like, man, I haven't seen you in six years. I haven't seen you in five years. Just this weird sort of, you know, thing. I think God was planting a seed in that moment because about a month later was Easter 2004. And I went out and party with my buddies and I woke up on Easter morning surrounded by my buddies, you know, passed out in his basement. And I felt God in that moment say, dude, you're going down this path that's going to end your life real quick if you don't make some changes. And so I decided in that moment, I gave my life to Christ and, and I quit cold turkey drugs, drinking cigarettes, everything in that moment. And I called that girl up. I got her voicemail and said, hey, thanks for inviting me to that church event. Maybe I'll see at the store. And this year we'll celebrate 17 years of being married. Wow. And your wife's name is? Courtney. Courtney. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Great. Wow. Yeah. So that was, the, that was the, the long compressed story of how I got to our mat today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what's, what's really cool about that is it, it's, a, it's a great reminder of how important relationships really are. Yeah. And how the best relationships are interdependent rather than codependent Mm -hmm. and that you needed her to reach out to you at first in order for you to get started on the path that you needed to be on. And now you both need one another as your relationship grows together and as you both grow in your relationship to God. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and I, I've told her this since day one, I truly believe she was an angel that was sent to my life to, you know, uh, save me. I was in the real dark spot at that time. And, mm. you know, I think we were meant to be, we, we actually on our honeymoon realized that uh, this was before you needed a passport. We had our birth certificates, but we we're on our honeymoon. Oh. And I said, what time were you born? And she said, oh, 1.41 PM. And I'm looking at mine. I'm like, I'm born at 1.41 PM. So we're both born <laughs> at exactly the same minute, different days, different years, but the exact same minute. So it's, yeah, it's, an, um, you know, we both come from broken families. We, you know, both, I think both of our parents have been married and divorced four five, six times, you know, be two, combined and. Mm. You know, so we knew what we didn't want to have in marriage, but we also brought a lot of junk with us, unfortunately, at the beginning, you know, and I had to go through therapy and try to, you know, counseling yeah. and, and try to figure out like, why, why was I, why am I angry? You know, why am I dealing with all this stuff? And 
right? And um, we spent the first five years just getting to know each other. We we went camping and we went down to Mexico and built homes for families for two years. You know, not, I mean, two different trips down there and um, just got to know each other. And we we didn't have kids till after we'd been married for five years, which was a great time for us just to get to know each other. Oh, yeah. Uh, my son was born uh, six years okay. after I'd been married. And it was actually six years to the day. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. He was born on our anniversary. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So cool. Yeah. So I had this plan for later in the interview, but this seems like a good place to bring it up now. Yeah. Tell me more about your faith. And what I mean by that is, I mean, we heard a little bit of your story about how you came to faith, but I want to know how it impacts what you do now, how it impacts mm. the relationships you have. How does it impact your various businesses and your interactions within those businesses? Yeah, I think for me, everything is faith, man. If I'm not close to God, I, I feel that in my relationship with my wife or I feel that relationship with my kids and, and businesses. So for me personally, that's uh, number one, always. And I think you have to acknowledge, for me personally, I wake up and it's a goal of mine to open my eyes each day. And so yeah. if I open my eyes... Uh, for me, that's a goal, right? So I open my eyes and I immediately acknowledge, man, God has given me another day to see and hold and hug my family and make an impact on the world. So immediately when I get out of bed, man, thank you, God, for another day. I get to see and hold and see my family. And then I jump out of bed and I make my bed. There's two wins in 15 seconds. So I'm already stacking the wins and starting to build up that um, momentum in stacking wins for me. And, and it starts with me acknowledging that God has given me another day. And for me, once I get up to the office, I've got a, I created a vision wall. So I've got a wall of my office that's got quotes and pictures of the place that I want to own and my family. And I speak out loud to that. And I've got worship music playing for me, you know, during that time. And it's just this time for me to draw close to God. And then for me, I, I like to spend time in prayer and it's very gratitude driven. You know, God, thank you so much for another day. Thank you for blessing me with health and healing. And, you know, my family is, we're safe and you've protected us and we're debt free. And God, thank you so much for that. And so I think if I start the day off that way, it puts me in a great mood of just grace, uh, of, of wanting to give grace, wanting to put a smile on people's face, wanting to impact. It's a personal goal of mine to put a smile on someone's face each day, hmm. whether that's personally, in person, or virtually. I want to make sure that if I'm out at the store and someone's got a name tag on, I'm calling them by their name. It's not just there so that we can complain, right? I think right. God has, has given me that ability to just love on people where they're at and not be judgmental about who they voted for, whether they love, want a vaccination or not, right? I, it doesn't matter to me. My job is just to love them where they're at. Exactly. Exactly. You know, um, this is probably a good place to talk about this since you kind of brought it up before. You talked a little bit about your morning routine. Mm. I, I'm going to take it, I'm going to identify it in a slightly different way and call it habits. Yes. So what are some other habits that you have that you employ on a regular basis? They can be daily, but don't have to be, but things that you deem important enough that they have become a part of you. Yeah. I mean, for one, it's, it's that acknowledgement when I wake up and then it's mm -hmm. to make my bed and, and people are like, well, you don't need to really make your bed. And I, I promise you that you, if you make your bed, it'll help you with your day. Uh, you know, I, I teach that to my kids. They think, why do I need to make my bed? I, I you got to stack the win early and it's an easy win that you can check off right? It helps build that momentum, helps you stack those wins. So for me, those are non-negotiables. I'm waking up, I'm making my bed. Even when I'm traveling and I'm staying at a hotel, I still get up and make my bed, right? That's something that I have to do. Um, you know, and the non-negotiables that are those habits is me spending time in prayer on a daily basis. 
I also set the alarm for 4 a.m. six days a week. You know, I don't set an alarm on Friday, but I'm usually up by five. But those that's a non-negotiable habit. No matter what time I go to bed on Friday, I'm still getting up at 4 a.m. on Saturday. And it's because that allows me to spend that time growing in personal development, growing in prayer, spending time in meditation and, and manifestation and, and looking at, you know, my quotes, my family, all of that stuff. And so those are my non-negotiables, you know, spending that time in prayer. Uh, reading is a big one for me. Spending, uh, you know, and I need to be better at that. I'm, I don't do it daily, but I, I probably at least four to five days a week, I'm, I'm spending at least 20 minutes on the day to, to read through a new book. Um, I need to get in the habit of doing that daily, but I, I haven't quite got there yet. I've, I've allowed myself to slip a little bit there, but I think, um, each day for me, it's, it's reading a book. If I'm not reading a book, I'm, I'm listening to a motivational uh, video on YouTube or podcast. So that's that non-negotiable for me, the habits that really help me. Um, and the other thing is too, like if on the weekends I want to take a nap, uh, then I set an alarm that I don't sleep longer than an hour and a half for a nap. And, and maybe that's a really long time for some people, but I never allow myself to go longer than an hour and a half. Most of the time I only sleep for an hour, but it's just after a long week, I'm like, nah, I think I'm going to take a nap today. And, and But I make sure that I only set it for an hour, hour and a half at most so that I can get back up and refresh for the day. Okay. Uh, for those of you who are familiar with this podcast or have been watching and or listening for a while, you know, I've had a guest on twice. His name's Jeff Brown. Jeff is the host of the Read to Lead podcast. And Jeff recently came out with a book appropriately called Read to Lead. It was back in August of 2021 is when the book came out. And we talked specifically about how to create that habit of reading. Mm -hmm. So Eric, I'm saying this and everyone's going to hear this. So I'm making this public. I'm going to be sure to get a copy of that book for you because it is fantastic. Jeff does a great job of walking us through step-by-step step about how to make reading a daily habit. Come on. Yes. And it, and, and it makes it really easy. Makes it mm. so simple. Actually, in many ways, it reminds me of Jane Clears' book, Atomic Habits. Yes. About making those tiny little changes. Jeff's book is kind of set up the same way. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you. Yeah. And folks, I will reference both the book and the podcast episode I was talking about in the show notes. So you'll have that for you. Awesome. All right. So let's talk about your podcast for a little bit. The yeah. Eric Allen Show. Yeah. And after you talk about that, there's another podcast I think we should probably talk about. And you know which one I'm thinking of. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Oh, I bet you do. <laughs> so tell me about your show, man. Tell me all about it. What's going on with it? What are you doing with it? Who is it for? Who should be listening? Yeah, I think for me, uh, the reason that I have a podcast today is because of Ed Milet. I came across Ed Milet in 2018 and was inspired to talk with entrepreneurs. Uh, and so I really focused on talking with entrepreneurs, world changers, and success-minded people. And I think that the target audience or the audience that really gets the most out of my show are people that are entrepreneurs, people that want to hear those underdog stories. Um, because I really focus on my guests. The show is short. It's 30 minutes long. I like to get in and get out. And, and we get in and we talk about where did this person grow up? What was childhood like? What are they doing today? Or what did they do to get to where they're at today? What are they doing today? And then what are they coming up next? And the reason I start out with that childhood question is the first question I ask on every show. Tell me about your childhood and where'd you grow up? Because I want my audience to understand that no matter who I'm talking to, this person that's on my show is just a normal person that decided to take action to get to where they're at. And they, they might've gone through some stuff to get to where they're at. They probably failed to get to where they're at, but they're a human being 
that maybe was just maybe came from a rough childhood, maybe not, but they still failed. Everybody fails throughout their entrepreneurial journey. And so I want to be able to just let people know like, Hey, we all fail and we just have to take those failures as learning lessons and move on. And we can't let it hold us back. And so that's what my show's about is I love highlighting guests like that. Uh, you know, been blessed to speak to some truly amazing people from Sean Whelan to Ed Milette, uh, Tim Story, Eric Legrand, Jim the Rookie Morris, Greg mm-hmm. Reed, you know, Ken Shamrock's been on, um, you know, Dan Caldwell from Tap Out. And, and so uh, it's just been an amazing few year journey. This is my second podcast. The first one I started in 2017, this one I started in 2019. And so about 400 episodes in between the two shows. And I'll tell you this I didn't know anything about podcasting when I started podcasting. I was, uh, in a walk-in closet with bad lighting, bad microphone. And I was uploading all my shows to YouTube and then sharing that link out to Facebook. And then somebody said, how can I listen to it on Apple? And I said, what the heck is that? And I had, <laughs> um, and I started researching, like, how do I get my show on Apple? And so sure enough, in January of last year, 2021, it ranked 102 on the Apple US entrepreneurial charts. And then in October, it ranked 202 in the UK entrepreneurial charts on Apple. So, you know, we're continuing to grow the show. Nice. Nice. Okay. Um, Well, let's talk about that first show because as far as I know, that one's kind of on hiatus. I did. Yes. I did 200, I think 265 episodes of that show. I started it in 2017. It was originally a apparel company called Top Rated MMA and the Mm -hmm. podcast had the same name. Um, And I really just wanted to ask fighters, why do you want to get in a cage and get punched in the face? That was my main agenda for for having that (laughs) podcast. And it turned out to be, you know, just, it opened up so many doors for me to go and sit at live events and talk with fighters and fighters, you know, I think they have this bad rep of like, people just think they're rude and they're mean and they're grumpy all the time, but they are the nicest people I've ever met. I think it's probably because they know that they could kick my butt at any point. Uh, or, <laughs> you know, most people like they could probably destroy us if we ever wanted to start something, but they are literally the, the, the nicest people that I ever met are, have been like MMA fighters or fighters in, of some sort. And, but I did that show for a while and it was great, but at, for since 2019, I was doing two shows. I was releasing each show weekly. And so I was releasing a hundred episodes a year between the two shows. Yeah. And I just kind of had my passion really just fired up for the business side. I really wanted to make an impact on the entrepreneur side. So I think I decided after 255 shows to say, okay, hey, we're done with top rated May. I really want to focus on the business. I want to make a bigger impact on the world through the Eric Allen show. And so, yeah, I, I've officially turned off top-rated MMA and just solely focused on the Eric Allen show. So what else is going on in Eric's world? I mean, we talked about, uh, before the show started, we talked a little bit about your EA Custom Wood. Yeah. That's, that's clearly a little bit different than everything else we've been talking about, but certainly within the entrepreneurial vein. Yes. So what's that all about? I, I've always wanted to, I've always been intrigued by laser engraving and they're really expensive units to buy if you buy them. And I happened to come across one that I think the name was lost in translation because it's called the laser pecker. Uh, but it <laughs> is, um, actually a really, really awesome laser graver and it sits only probably eight inches tall and the mm-hmm. base is maybe uh, the size of my hand and it just does a great job. So I started, I bought that just because I was like, cool, maybe I want to try, you know, selling some wood or engraved coasters or something like that. And then I decided to start giving those out to guests on my show. Um, I, I, you know, when people come on my show, they get a laser engraved stamp with the date, the time that, you know, that we released it and the episode number. And I send that to them as a gift. Um, and that started to open up other doors. Like people of other podcasters said, Hey, can you do a, a slice or wood 
piece for my guests. And so I, I've worked with a couple of podcasters that do, I do custom design for them. And yeah, I just opened up doors and I created an Etsy store. I had no idea what I was doing again. And I think for me, I just love testing things. And so it's been fun to kind of see the orders flow through Etsy. And I've been able to do stuff for weddings this year for, nice. you know, through Etsy. And so, yeah, it's just a fun little side hustle thing that I do. And, um, I like to do, you know, gift tags and stocking tags. So I created also mm. stocking tags for our family and things like that. And when I first got it, I told my wife, there's nothing safe in the house. I'm going to try to engrave it. Uh, so, you know, I, I've engraved pumpkin pie and bananas and apples and, you know, uh, pumpkins for the house, you know, things like that. So it's, it's been a fun testing thing. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Okay. And folks, we, again, all these different things that we're talking about, we'll be sure to include them in the show notes, a, a link to Eric's Etsy store. We'll include that in there, his websites, all the other things that he's into and he's doing. You mentioned a moment ago, the word, the word failing. Mm. And I want to talk about that for a minute because that's a that's a really big thing for me. I've been kind of harping on that recently. And so some of the folks who listen to this with regularity will be like, oh, here he goes again. Right. <laughs> I want to know, first of all, do you see a difference between the words failing and failure? Do you see them as different? Mm -hmm. I think failure would be someone that has quit. Um, I think failing is part of life. You know, we will all go through moments of failing uh, in our life, whether we've uh, made a mistake personally or made a mistake that ended up in jail or, you know, we decided to drink too much one night. And, and that's a big no-no in my book. But I'm, you know, I'm saying that there's, there's moments in life where we will always, or where we've had a failure. And I don't mean that failure as in a person, but like where we failed at something. Uh, but we use that as a learning stone. Hopefully you use it as a, as a, a stepping stone to learn, to be better and not do that next time. I think if you are labeled, <clears throat> if you label yourself as a failure, um, I think that's where you quit. You quit trying to be better. You quit kind of motivating yourself to be better as a person. And that was me for a long time. I, I, I was a failure for a long time. I gave up on life for a very long time. And then I decided to be a quitter. And when I say I had to be a quitter, I had to quit thinking I didn't deserve money, didn't deserve a beautiful wife. I didn't deserve, uh, you know, to have awesome kids. I had to quit thinking that I was a failure and I had to quit quitting. And so once I realized that my past and other people's opinions don't define my future, that's when the door opened up. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you clearly see a difference between those two things, between failing and failure. And that definitely has been the approach that I take Yeah. Uh, to me. Failing means I tried something new, it didn't go right, and I have an opportunity to learn from it. Failure, on the other hand, is a state of being. It's an active yes. choice that I make to not move forward. Come on. And between the two, the latter, I can't help that person. Yes. I just, I can't. But if there's someone who's willing to fail and learn from it, oh, I can help that person all day long. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I think for me, that was part of my 2021 podcast tour was I wanted to kind of see how I could do mentally. I pushed myself to release a hundred episodes of my own show, but I also set a goal to be a guest on a hundred podcasts in 2021. Mm. And for me, I got to see how other people do podcasts. I got to see what works, what doesn't. And it also is huge if you want to promote your own podcast is be a guest on other podcasts and yep. ended up doing 117 interviews in 2021. And 
And, uh, man, it was a, an awesome journey, pushed me mentally for the full year. But, uh, yeah. you know, I, I knew that I didn't want to be that failure. I wanted to learn. And so I, I did that so I could learn how other people are doing the show and I can improve my show. And that was kind of how I, uh, you know, approached it going into 2022 this year. Nice. Nice. Oh yeah. And that's something that I enjoy doing too. Uh, I enjoy going on other people's podcasts and being able to share things that I feel like are helpful to their people, their audience. Yep. Yep. Uh, because if I'm not doing that, then why am I there? Right. Yep. Because then it's, it's a waste for everybody at that point. Exactly. Yeah. I definitely want to, you know, bring value and make an impact on every opportunity to be able to talk with someone, you know? Absolutely. You know, someone has asked me before, you know, asked me about numbers as far as, you know, like the podcast is concerned and downloads and all that other stuff. And I just, I tell people all the time, like, look, I don't care about that. That is not important to me. Mm -hmm. What's important to me is, is what we talked about that day. Did it make a difference in one person's life? Yes. And if it made a difference in one person's life, it is completely worth it. No matter how many downloads there. Yeah, I'm the same. And I tell newer podcasters who reach out to me or people who are interested in, you know, uh, starting a podcast. And and that's what I coach people through is, you know, starting and launching a podcast and things like that. Mm -hmm. But they always say, well, how do I get to X number of downloads? (laughs) I, you know what, here's the deal. I didn't look at podcast numbers for two years in. I didn't even care. And it's because of what you just said. My, my goal as a podcaster is, is to make an impact. I don't care about the numbers. Uh, you know, if people ask me on how many downloads, I don't know. I mean, I, I hit 10,000 downloads in June of 2021 total, right? Like combined mm-hmm. between my shows, right? And I was, I, the only reason I know that is because I happened to see that number climbing and getting close. And I thought, hey, that's a cool number, right? Uh, but other than that, I don't pay attention to people are like, well, how many downloads do you get per episode? It really depends on the content. But yeah, if I get one listener that gets impacted off my show, awesome. Right. But, you know, I think my shows are going to range anywhere from 60 downloads to 2000 downloads. You know, it just kind of depends on the guests and the content for the week. Yeah, exactly. It does make a difference. Yeah, sure. So we're getting close to wrap up time here, Eric. But uh, one of the things I want to be sure to ask you is where can people find you and how can they work with you if they say, hey, this Eric guy's amazing. I want to I want to know more about him. How can I do that? If nothing else, how can I get him to create something awesome on a piece of wood for me? (laughs) <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, just ericallenmedia.com. It's E-R-I-K-A-L-L-E-N. ericallenmedia.com is the website. You can reach out to the contact form there. I'm big on Instagram too. So Eric G. Allen on there. And so I respond to every comment, every DM. You know, I know that it's important to connect with anybody that happens to, you know, hit that like or follow button. And I just so appreciate that. So I always want to be that person that responds to every DM or every comment that comes through my way. And uh, yeah, I do laser engraving and, you know, video content creation and how-to videos and box openings and voiceover, audiobook narration, things like that. And, you know, some public speaking here and there. And, and so uh, it, it, I've got a wide array of things that I can do and hopefully help uh, businesses out there with my services. For sure. For sure. Okay. One th- thing that I like to ask my guests as a way to, to help is what do you have coming up? You have something, you have a new product. Do you have, I mean, for you, it could be a new podcast. It could be whatever. So what's coming down the pike that you're excited about? Yeah, I'm super stoked this year. Uh, one, I'm going to be releasing my first, uh, actually one, uh, I have two eBooks that I'm working on right now <clears throat> that are going to drop. Um, 
One will be how to make side hustle money on Fiverr. Uh, I've been part of Fiverr for four or five years and have made okay. thousands of dollars from Fiverr. And, and uh, so I'm going to walk people through on this ebook how to do that. And it's very simple. I, it has nothing to do with my wood engraving. It's literally just putting something out there. And so that, that ebook, I'm super stoked to release that here. Hopefully mm. at the end of March, we'll have that out. Okay. And the other one that I'm going to release is how to get yourself booked on a hundred podcasts in a year. I'm going to share my journey of being guest, uh, you know, being a guest on 117 interviews and how did I do that? And part of that bonus of, of how I got on other shows is I'm going to share the secrets on how to book the big names on your own podcast. Mm-hmm. Ed Milet, Bradley, Bedris Clint, all those guys. How did I get those guys? Well, I'm going to share that in the ebook. Nice, nice. Man, that sounds fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you. All right. Well, when we come to the end of every show, I have a final four for all of my guests. It's four quick questions. Just tell me the first thing that pops in your head. You got it. All right. Number one, why did God create Eric? Uh, God, God created me to, to, to change, uh, let, me, let me rephrase that, break the chains of abuse, rejection, divorce, and addictions that have held my tribe, my family tribe back for too long. Mm, love that. I love that, my friend. Number two, what are you doing, reading, or listening to right now that's helping you grow? I am actually reading a book called The Self-Esteem Regime by Clarissa Burt. Um, most people, some people may know that name. I didn't realize it until I met her just a few weeks back. She's the mean queen from the movie, The Never Ending Story Part Two. She's a supermodel and okay. coach and I uh, got to meet her and her book is fantastic. That's what I'm reading right now. Very cool. You know, it's, it's always really interesting to meet somebody that you didn't realize it's like, oh, you're that person. Right. And, and you meet them. And it's like, you're nothing at all what I expected. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to be talking with her on my show in just a couple of days. Nice. Ooh, yep. love that, very, man. Very That's exciting. That's yeah. Very exciting. All right. Question number three, and you can view this as kind of like a two-parter question. Okay. What do you do for fun? And like, what do you do for your, what do you do for fun with like your wife and your kids? Fun for us is we go, I live by the lake. I live out in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So we, we go, to, we love to go to the lake. We do Tubbs Hill is a, is a little quick hike up here. So we like to do that. And we love riding bikes is, is big for us. And, uh, you know, I think the other thing that we love to do is we're baseball family. I coach baseball. My son's, you know, four years in, in playing baseball. And so I coach his team every year. And in fact, winter camp starts here just this weekend. So, um, you know, we love being at the baseball fields and, and, uh, coaching and, you know, sometimes I get the bad news bears team, but it's always fun. We'll, we'll make it a good team, a good year either way. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Okay. Question number four, what are you most grateful for? Man, I'm so grateful for my wife. Um, and she's just had so much mercy and grace over me, uh, you know, over the years. Uh, but she truly is my best friend. Like, you know, I I can have an open conversation with her about things. And we've had some real crazy, you know, uh, moments in our marriage where good and bad up throughout the years. But being married to her for 17 years, man, it's it's awesome, you know, and and just truly grateful for all that she does holds our family together and she runs the kids to and from school and all that stuff. And I just, I'm up, I'm working, you know, up here. And, and, you know, I, I when I say I'm working, I, it doesn't mean that she's not working. I think she's a way harder worker than I am, you know, in, in regards to getting things done in school and all that stuff. And so I'm just really grateful for my wife. That's great. And here's a bonus question. I Go. just started doing this one recently. Would love to know what podcast do you consume on a regular basis? Ed Milet every week. Uh, his show is unbelievable, uh, you know, and I've, I've really, when I came across him in 2018, I was like sponge binge watching everything that he had put out. 
I went to his YouTube channel. I went all the way back to the first video. And then I just started consuming everything I could. And um, I just think his values align with me. I think the way that he talks to guests, the questions that he asks to his guests um, is really genuine. And then I had the opportunity to talk with Ed personally. Um, I won the Ed Milat Max Out Challenge in 2019 or 2018. And I got to have a phone call with just him and I on Zoom for 30 minutes. And it was life-changing for me. And that guy, for me, will always be somebody that has made an impact in my life just based off that one 30-minute conversation. Mm, love that. Love that. So do you have any parting words for our audience today, Eric? Man, I, I think here's the thing that I, people ask me this at the end of the podcast, and, and I have two things that I just really, I think, live by. And hopefully that impacts other people's. But one, I, I, I turned off the news five years ago, so I would highly recommend turning off the news. <laughs> Don't worry about anything that's going on. Live your life. And the other thing is, it's not my job to judge anybody. And so I think if we just all quit judging people, uh, man, the world will be a better place. Like I said, I don't care who you voted for, vax or unvax or mask or no mask. That's not my job to judge. My job is just to love you where you're at. And I think if everybody just did that, man, the world would be a better place. For sure. For sure. Well, listen, thanks, Eric, for being here today. I really appreciate your time. Uh, it's really meant a lot to me and I know it'll mean a lot to the listeners and viewers out there. Love your heart, man. Love what you're doing. So excited about the future and what you have coming up with the new books coming out. Uh, can't wait to see where God leads and directs you. Thanks, man. It was an honor to be here, man. Truly an honor. Thank you. And thank you all for choosing to spend some of your hard-earned time with me today. I know it is your most precious resource and I don't take it for granted. So I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening. And remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye.